Welcome, everyone, to the Spark the Genius podcast. I'm your host, Spark the Genius, and I'm here to spark the genius within you. That's my intro. My real name is Josh Rackless. Sometimes I go by Celebrity Josh. So we'll just see, uh, we'll see what I wind up called by the end of this. Today, Monday, September 19th, the day after TIFF, we cannot get enough of TIFF at the Toronto International Film Festival. So we've got a TIFF... Uh, uh, person, somebody who was involved in TIFF, Kalesan Kaleshelvan. Uh, Wait, let me try again. Kalesan Kaleshelvan. No. Okay, you tell me. Uh, that's pretty close, man. It's Kalesan Kaleshelvan. Kalesan Kaleshelvan. Yeah. That's what I meant. That was going to be my <laughs> next guess. Awesome. Well, welcome. I am still in Toronto, and you are sort of in Toronto as well, but just a bit further north so we're doing this online and um it's very exciting to have you are you uh, in tiff with tiff tiff with dual with, with sure a little bit i mean it's also yeah. been a lot so i'm trying to wind down from all the tiff activity it's and yeah. get some rest you know uh and <laughs> digging into work for all the future things Oh, right. The world still keeps spinning. That's what I'm trying to realize. I'm like, oh, my God, it's so sad. Like, I feel like it's the most fun thing. It's like TIFF and all these creative things and meeting people everywhere. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do the rest of my life now. But, (laughs) of course, there's still there's other festivals. There's other creative things to work on. Don't have to be like that was that was the end of everything. It doesn't stop. Yeah. No. So. All right. Well, first of all, you are a composer and classically trained pianist based in Toronto. Your compositional practice spans multiple disciplines, drawing from film, dance, theater, installation, and deals with themes of translation and transference. I may or may not be reading this off your website. Um, (laughs) Named by Ludwig Van as one of six emerging Canadian composers to keep an eye on. So that's probably not the actual Beethoven, because he's been passed away for a while. He's not around anymore, no. No, But there's probably some kind of magazine or website named after him. And, uh, And there's lots going on. So for TIFF... It says 2022 Kalesan, did I say that right? Kalesan, yeah. Kalesan has scored yeah. feature films that have pre- premiered at uh, TIFF, this place, and the Fantasia Film Festival, The Protector. Um, okay, so that's this year. So what did you have in TIFF? I think you had two things, in, or am I making that up? The film I had in TIFF uh, is just the one film. Uh, okay. It's called This Place, directed by VT90. Oh, okay. And uh, how did that do in the festival? Uh, it did, it did really well, man. Like, um, the audiences responded really well to it. It starred Stebri Jacobs, who is also a huge writing star right now. Um, and it's a film that sort of celebrates Toronto and the people in it and all the places they come from and what they bring to this place. And, um, yeah, it's been great getting to see a lot of the emotional responses to the film, uh, and the music. And it's just been a pleasure to be a part of it. Oh man. I just looked up Devery Jacobs. 224,000 Instagram followers. So she, she's not screwing around. Oh, well, my yeah. She's on a new Marvel show now called Echo, and um, she was in one of the stars of Reservation Dogs, and she helped co-write or write some of the episodes of the second season under Taika Waititi. She's she's oh. very big. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, no, I see the picture on Instagram of uh, Echo. I don't even yes. think I've heard of it, but I think I've just been 
It hasn't come out yet. It's it's on yeah. the way. Yeah, I've been out of the loop. Usually, I'm up on all these announcements and stuff. But I think just getting ready for TIFF and being all stressed. And oh, it was only two days ago this announcement. Anyways, okay. So yes, it's not. I'm not that out of the loop. But there's <laughs> there's that Marvel guy. What is that? Feige? Is that his name? Kevin Feige. Uh, sure, yeah, it yeah. looks like he's announcing her. Oh my god, that's insane. Yeah. All right, so I'm one degree separation now from. Uh, a Marvel star. It's very, <laughs> sure. very exciting. Okay, so this is a big deal. And uh, how did you wind up scoring it? Or uh, has, yeah. uh, scoring it in both senses of the words? Yeah, I mean, uh, Naini, the director, and I uh, met at the Canadian Film Center. We were both in residence there. She was part of the director's lab, and I was part of the Slate Music residency that was happening. And um, we kind of met and we just really hit it off. We kind of spoke about. You know, our upbringings, we were both born and raised in Scarborough, uh, Toronto, and what it was like being Tomo kids there. And then we just really liked the same movies and vibed on music and stuff. Then eventually she kind of was like, I've been working on this film for some time now, uh, for a few years, and getting it off the ground. It's her first debut feature, um, and she's looking for a composer, and she, she asked me uh, to try some things and look at us. Now we're at TIFF, so... Oh my gosh, that's yeah. crazy! I've been like, like during the pandemic when I'm like, oh, what do I do with my life? Um, you know, what, should I have pursued different things? I I actually emailed the Canadian Film Center. I was trying to look into, you know, what programs would there be for me, kind of thing. And it just that shows how good it is. Like e even just aside from you know, learning your craft and everything, you get to network with people that you could future future work with. Totally, they've been so great at building community that way, and you kind of just. Get, it's a great way to find like-minded people and people that you know um, you can build careers with, uh, wow. and that's been my experience. And yeah, just just a great place and a home for that kind of thing. How long is the program there? Uh, it depends on what you're there for. So I mean, yeah. when I was uh, the music program that I was the residency that I was in is supposed to be six months, but when we were doing it, the pandemic kind of hit, so things got stretched like crazy and. Oh. Uh, it started off like over the over Zoom, and then in person things happened, and then what was able to be shot and recorded was kind of crazy. So yeah. it's been going for some time, but I think normally on a normal year it's a six month thing. Well, that's not bad. I was thinking, oh, you know, I'd have to commit three years, and I'll be no, in no. retirement home by then. Well, maybe <laughs> no. maybe I'll apply. Maybe I'll try screenwriting, or I don't even know what else. Directing? I don't know. I'd have to see. I haven't really directed much, but oh man, it would be my dream. I just yeah, I want to. I want to reboot my life. I want to restart. I want to go back to the beginning and be like, actually, uh, this is what I want to do. So I've been working in advertising and nice. met a lot of directors and actors and all this. And I've done my little acting and stuff in the meantime, but never really went full on. And just being at the festival, I realized, oh, God, I love film so much. I want to be part of this. And I don't want to just be like somebody standing outside trying to get a signature, like an autograph from Harry Styles. I want to be like, no, I want to be part of it and making things and stuff. So yeah, it's hard not to be swept by the spirit of tiffing, you know, and everyone. Yeah. Just a lot of young creative idealists out yes. on King Street. It's it's hard. That energy is amazing. What were you doing like before um, the the film center? Like, how did you decide like to get into that? Were you already doing composing and stuff? Uh, yeah. I mean, like my. Career is a little circuitous. Like uh, I was always into music uh, as a child. You know, I was kind of overprogrammed brown kid, sent to all my music lessons as a pianist and a flautist and a percussionist. Uh, um, and 
and basically I just really loved a lot of classical music and film music and stuff so I would just write things for people and people knew that in high school and stuff but I went to university for my education was in uh, biochem and I'm a biochem major and I worked in like cancer research for some time uh, while doing music things on the side uh, and eventually I just came to terms with the fact that oh am I really happy doing this uh, and and decided to take the full plunge into music and I've been uh, like since then I've been writing music for theater dance film and concert music uh, of course uh, so yeah it's been around for a while um, and just now this is my second feature this place which has been exciting yeah. uh, and I've gotten to just get to work with a lot of different institutions. I was part of the Sundance Institute's, uh, one of the six composers that was part of their lab in 21, uh, which was amazing. Uh, and a lot of my practices also outside of film. I recently had a piece premiere at the, for a string quartet at the Banff Center uh, and had some pieces premiered this year. So um, it's been a real mix of things, but film is a huge love of mine, uh, always has been, and it's exciting to be working on it now. That's so cool. A lot of, you know, we always say in advertising, well, it's not a big deal. We're not curing cancer, but you were curing cancer. <laughs> but then I'm, but I'm glad that you had, you know, you were able to look at your life and go, hmm, you know, what do I want to put all my time and energy? Like, what do I want my life to be? Right? Like a lot of people, totally. including myself, just keep trucking because this is the one thing I started and you don't really sit back and go, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, do I love this so much that every morning I want to be doing this? And I, I love music too. Somebody showed me a few chords on a guitar in university and I was like, oh, I'm writing songs. And I probably would have been happy to be like, okay, this is what I do every morning. I'm writing a new song and entertaining people and putting my whole energy into that. Never occurred to me until like decades later now. And I'm like, oh, what have I done that? Or in a film or whatever. We can always, you know, restart or whatever. But but I'm glad you're you're living your dream, making music in so many venues. That's so cool. Yeah, man. I think it's just about finding where your frequencies resonate the most, right? And then yeah. when you find that and it feels right, then you just keep moving forward in that and things click i think at least that seems to be my experience for now yeah seems to be working for you so <laughs> you you did this film and then the film got into tiff and then what uh what became your involvement like were you at tiff were you at the screenings were you doing interviews yeah uh i was at the screenings uh we had our premiere la i don't know not two fridays ago yeah where's time was first it Friday first? of TIFF. Yeah, so that uh, would have been September 9th, so like 10 days ago. Yeah, yeah wow. TIFF goes yeah. around for a while. Jeez. Um, well, so but you was... know what? I noticed it kind of, after the first weekend, it kind of dies off. I didn't yeah. realize until sort of the Thursday of it, like after a week, I'm like, oh, it's not just me trying to get a red carpet. You should be emailing the publicist, trying to get interviews so you can sit down and chat with people and actually have good talks and by the time I was emailing Thursday morning, everybody was out of town. Like there was just like one or two people like, oh yeah, we're still kind of here. Um, so now I know for next time or for future festivals, but, but yeah, it, it goes a long time, but it's <laughs> not really. <Yeah. laughs> well, everyone flies in just for the first few, yeah. the first weekend and a few days. Right. And then, yeah. and then it's mostly just the Toronto folks that are still doing the TIFF things at the end. I think the second half of TIFF is more about watching the films you want to watch yeah uh, that makes sense the first weekend is everyone networking and hitting the parties and all that stuff now um, i get it and i should know so. this i was living in the tiff building for 10 years <laughs> but i never really sort of analyzed what goes on it was just kind of overwhelming and then but yeah that's kind of what it is jennifer lawrence steven spieler they're all here on the first weekend so yeah. but then yeah even saturday sunday there was still 
people, but everybody's going to the movies they've heard about and going to see the movies. And, yeah, exactly. So. And, you know, usually even my thing with TIFF is, like, my thing is, I mean, the big movies are always great, but it's the small movies that you're not sure when you're going to ever see. Yeah. Uh, again, those are the ones to catch. Because some of these, like, you know, Knives Out, which I heard is a lot of fun, but it's going to be on Netflix in, like, two weeks. Yeah. So uh, it's being, yeah, learning TIFF strategy is a whole thing, man. It's it's Yeah, so it, that, I... And I used to write the ads for TIFF years and years ago, and they would walk around and be like, here, you want some tickets? I'm like, oh, I'll take that, sure. I don't know what that is. And I managed to, what did I see? Um, uh, was it called Sideways or what, about wine or something? And I just Oh, my went, God, yes. Yeah, and I, just, like, I didn't know what it was. Yeah, and yeah. I just like, oh, wow, that was kind of cool to see. Um, so I kind of lucked out a couple of times. But, yeah, I never really thought about it as a plan, and I never thought about, oh, you could actually go interview people. So it's all stuff I've been learning over, like, 15 years. But... Um, it's amazing. But yeah, I lucked out even, uh, I didn't really go to anything. I went to one movie, The Swimmers, on the first night, and then I was just like, ah, I just got to go interview people, like doing red carpets. But then I met this woman, Laura, who, uh, just on Instagram, I was messaging people, and she had a short film, and I went and saw her short film. And I think in that little bit, there was one about a flight attendant, and I was like, oh, that was interesting. And then uh, the award show yesterday, it wound up winning Best uh, Short or something like that, and I interviewed the director quickly, and I'm like, oh. So out of hundreds of films, I happened to see one short film compilation and then a winner was in there. So I'm like, that kind of, I don't know. It's kind of like hitting the lottery ticket. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. And I'm sure I never would have seen that short otherwise kind of thing. So yeah, it's like right. these little ones that, you know, you can go see Steven Spielberg's movie anytime probably, but uh, yeah. Or, or mix it up, you know? And even actually I interviewed a, a director from the Philippines and, and she had her last, she did the last Midnight Madness night, and then she you wound up. will never die, right? Yeah, and point. that wound up winning an award at, at the thing, too. And I'm like, oh, yeah, my gosh. I've been trying to catch that, but the timings didn't quite work out for me. I heard yeah. amazing things about that film. Yeah, and that was cool. Yeah. And it's by the end of it, like, she had the last night Midnight Madness. Like, you know, she had the no... first and the last, I think. She got two Midnight Madness screenings. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, good for her. And then, yeah, so there was kind of nobody at the end there. I was sort of hanging out, and I got to say hi to her. I don't think they really had an official carpet kind of thing, as opposed right. to like, you know, for the Weird Al, they had dancers. I mean, it was Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> as well kind of thing. So it's kind of interesting how it sort of peters out at the end too. It's like, where's all the media? Well, they flew, they're not paying to be here like at the end. So, totally. but, yeah. but if you're a local person, you can sort of stay and be like, Hey, I'm, I'm helping out. I'm covering things. So that's, that's cool. So you, so you got in there. Yeah. You went to, you went to some, I guess you went to the screenings of this place. Yeah. Uh, I did, yeah. I went yeah. to the first and the last, and there were Q and A's, and and I also just got to speak to uh, a lot of the people coming out of it who res and hear them res respond emotionally to the film and the music as well, which was always yeah a little surprising to me, just because it's it's an abstract thing, right? You've been sitting with it by yourself for so long, and then to get to see the film in a room full of people responding to it, and then hearing people tell you what their connection was to the music and the film, it's it reminds you that these things we do are impact people outside of just ourselves and yeah. it's a little humbling. So For sure, and especially music, like you know, it is a big part of movies, but you sort of just experience the movie. You wouldn't not a lot of people wouldn't be like, Hmm, yes, I liked the music. Like you wouldn't <laughs> think of it as a separate thing, right? Yeah. So so that's cool. I mean it's a testament to your work that people would even make a note of that and be like, Oh no, no, I really like that what you did there. So that's that's pretty cool. And yeah, yeah. I mean I feel like with a lot of creative work, it's kind of, you're alone, you're sitting composing in your room, or what am I doing? Um, you know, if I'm writing a script or 
or, or even just making YouTube videos, like, yeah, you don't see the people reacting. So it must be very nice to actually get to experience that. Yeah. I mean, it's the craziest thing. A friend was telling me this the other day and just, you know, like the actress Rashida Jones and Parks and Recreation, like, you know, it, it's, it's, she lives her whole normal life. And then when people like come up to her, like afterwards and, you know, gush about par like, you know, it's so, it's so outside of your actual immediate reality that people are watching what you do. Yeah. Uh, so it's a little crazy when you're in a premiere or when you're interacting with people outside of the film itself. So yeah yeah like even even my little experiences myself i was acting in a uh, in a movie in ottawa recently and one of the crew members is like your voice sounds familiar are you, are you celebrity josh i'm like yeah that's what i sometimes go by he's like i listen to your podcast but you haven't posted in a while i'm like no i've been kind of slacking on posting but i've got lots of interviews he's like, oh you gotta post i'm like who is this stranger that happens to listen to this thing that i didn't realize anybody listened to kind of thing so totally yeah it's kind of fun and when i was like 30 years ago, I was using, I was hosting on cable TV shows and that was before the internet. So you didn't know if anybody was watching your stuff, but I remember right. I was in a, a toy store in Eaton Center once and I'm just doing voices with a couple of dolls like, Oh, I'm Bert and Ernie, whatever. And some girls like, oh, you're Josh from the show. I watch your show every day. My friends can't believe it that I'm, oh my God, that they're, you know, I've, that I've met you. They're, they aren't going to believe it. And I'm like, wow. So yeah. So I guess to, it's like that because you're filming something and that's your thing, but yeah, it's hard to picture. It's not like doing a play in front of people where you actually see the people so yeah totally uh, do you play concerts as well like in front of live people uh i don't perform as much anymore uh i mostly write for ensembles that perform my work oh that's a, and you find that fulfilling i do yeah i really just love i think i've moved away from the performance space some time ago and i really love the act of writing and mm -hmm. and creating uh as a composer and uh, more, it just starts to stimulate the part of my brain that's fascinated by like architecture and how sounds come together and work mm -hmm. together. It's it's just a really cool thing. So that's where I am right now. Well, that's good. Yeah, because again, everybody's got different things. Like some people want to be Harry Styles, having people scream for them. Other people want to be in the background writing for other people. Some people yeah. do both. Like I, we were talking this week about how like Prince or I don't know. Dolly Parton or something like there's people that are big pop stars in their own right but they also wrote a lot of songs for other people kind of thing so that's an interesting uh, actually I think Taylor Swift is written for other people I don't know like it's sounds like uh, oh, yes yeah, nice. you, you can all you can always do different kinds of things wow yeah. so what what uh, what are you working on uh, now like what's what's post tiff now <laughs> it's honestly digging into just writing like I'm currently working on uh, another feature film right now um, which I'm excited about, and uh, it's by a really strong filmmaker uh, named Zarar Khan, and it's a film set in Pakistan, so I'm, I'm very excited about it. So kind of in the middle of that, and uh, I'm also working on my debut EP, uh, which is coming up soon. So, what uh, that, so that would be a record? Yes. And then, and so what, it was like classical music, or what's it going to be? Uh, it'll be in the in-between genres of sort of experience, experimental uh kind of thing um so it's not it's not you singing it'll just no be like, i'm yeah. not a singer songwriter so yeah. that's not me that's not my music um yeah. but uh it'll be it'll be an interesting uh play of sounds and wow. kind of a mix between yeah kind of the different genres i sort of operate in so um that'll be yeah. so fun because like I, I was thinking about that recently again like yeah i made a little 
cassette tape with I rented a four track machine when I was in university and I wrote all these songs for a girl and I had an album and I drew the cover and everything. Yeah. And never occurred to me, oh right, send it to a radio like or or to a record company or something. Like, you know, try to do something with it. So they it's now sounds like, yeah, actually having your own album that you can promote and I don't know what you do with it, put it on Spotify or or sell it in the street in CD form. I don't know, but it sounds like... And then you could do the the interview circuit to get your PR person to be (laughs) like, hey, you know, we've got this new album, you got an interview about it kind of thing. Totally. That whole shebang starts again and it's just like Tiff. Um, No, totally, yeah. It's sort of just finding outlets to put your creative body of work out there, I think. Like, I think, you know, film, the film space demands a certain kind of way of working, and then the concert music space demands another kind of work, way of working. And so to do something like this where it's kind of just me and I get to make the rules and, 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 yeah. and do anything I want is kind of appealing. So kind of seeing what comes, comes out of that. Yeah, yeah, I can see how. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, you know without a director going, eh, yeah. and also like for a movie, it's got to fit the scenes and stuff. It's yeah. not just you like here, what music I feel like making, but it's nice to be able to exercise both muscles and be like, Oh, but do a bit of this, do a bit of that work with totally. people, work on my own. hundred percent. Do you have like a, like a studio at home with like a sound paneling and all of that? Yeah. I've got my own studio, uh, in my, in my home. Yep. With all that jazz and all my gear and yeah. My, uh, upright also, which I record on and then some synths, all the fun stuff. That's so cool. That's what I realized too. Like since I started digital nomading, I'm like, oh, yeah, you can interview people on your phone or whatever. But it's nice to have a studio. Like I had panels in my condo that I built for the ceiling. Like I had somebody build them for the ceiling and the wall, so I could do my voice acting, not having to go into a closet or under a blanket. It was just like raw thing. <laughs> yeah. So like having a proper setup. I wound up buying this portable voiceover box that you're supposed to like unfold. And then go inside with your... I tried it once. I'm like, I cannot do this. I do not want to squeeze myself into this little box. So now I just go under blankets and stuff. But yeah, having a home studio is very cool. And then you can travel to promote your thing and then come back home and record your, your stuff. Yeah, pretty much, man. It's always... It's also learning how to be comfortable to be on the go and still tap into things, mm-hmm. which I think is sort of the life of an artist. But also home is home and your studio is is your special space, right, for anyone. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's always nice to be back in that. That's cool. Yeah, I love reading about, like, celebrities like, I don't know, Bon Jovi or Prince with their home, stu- their crazy studios where they can yeah. invite people in. and. <laughs> yeah. Some of that, stuff. when you see them, it's just, like, it's insane uh, how, how, how amazing they are. Um, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you? If you've got all the money and that's right. what you love doing, why not build this thing? Yeah. Do you, uh, do you play all the instruments yourself then or do you bring other people in and you're like, here, play the oboe or something? Uh, yeah, like in those cases, I usually bring musicians in, like I'm a pianist, uh, so, and I, I tinker with other things, but mostly like, like with this place and stuff, uh, we brought in a string quartet, we recorded with an oboist, there's a lot of different musicians, there was a brass quartet, um, there was another singer, so it was just a lot of live musicians that recorded on this, and that was very important to the work, uh, and it brought that quality to it, so, yeah, I love working with musicians, I think that's how you discover things and, yeah. and find new colors to play with. Yeah. I imagine it might be like, like acting or like directing a film. Like the actor is going to bring something that wasn't in the script. Like, Oh, right. Now we're bringing it to let, you know, it's, they've got their own ideas. Totally. I mean, like it's, it's often with a certain kind of musicians, I write everything and it's notated and scored and you give sheets to uh, either charts or sheet music. 
to musicians. And then in the recording of it, we sometimes try things and we play with options like, what if you did it this way or what if you did it that way? Mm -hmm. and that discovery part is always, always the best part of the process. Wow, so fun. Do you ever film them like just so you've got like, you know, DVD extras or, or like for the music video or whatever? Yeah, I, I have sometimes, not always. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to get the recording done. Like yeah, the yeah. Deadline and, and, you know, you've got things for a few hours or whatever yeah. it is. Uh, but definitely, I love, I, I've got stashed videos of just us goofing around. Yeah, yeah. In sessions, uh, which is always great. And then when you're like the Beatles or whatever, they'll be like, oh, look, we got this archival footage. <laughs> We've got the... The Calisan. Peter Jackson makes a documentary about my life. Yes, that's exactly. It. He'll be I'll like, be "Where's all the Where's myself. all the clips?" Yeah, <laughs> there's no excuse now. Like, was it um, Val Kilmer just happened to be filming his life on VHS tapes and stuff? But now it's like everybody's got their clips that you can dig up as long as you don't drop your phone and lose it all. Yeah, it's weird because I think everything we're doing in our lives is is so recorded and we don't even know about it. Like, yeah. We're so quick to pack, get up our phones and take a picture or a video of things, and then we don't look at it forever. Yeah. Um, so it's a weird world we live in where everything is being documented, and then it's always this culture of post-death. How do we, I don't know, dig into that? Post-death? Is that what you said? Well, yeah. I mean, like, you oh. know, when artists have passed away, like, there's oh, this right. whole culture of, like, exploiting every piece of things yeah. that they had. and. This yeah. was, you know, it happens to musicians where, like, we the people dig into their drives and see, like, every rough sketch oh, right. demo they do, and let's just put it out there. Right, because they're uh, hungry for, well, you, we need a new album, so now yeah. we've got, you know. But those were never designed to be shared to the public either. Yeah. Those were, like, things that were just for the artists. So, yeah. Uh, but that's the world we live in, right? We yeah. kind of mine everything from an artist or any, like, it's a capitalist thing, right? Even past. Yeah, for their, sure. Point, but yeah and their estate yeah. wants to keep making some money and whatever yes that's huge yeah, yeah they just put out i think i saw an ad for like the new album from tragically hip i'm like the what but it's some <laughs> recording from something a long time ago yeah but i i was scrolling through instagram yesterday and i'm just like and i see a, a picture and i'm like that looks like me and i'm like that is me who the hell is andrew or whatever and i had to look at this and i realized oh it's a comedy show in ottawa and i happen to be sitting there and he posted a picture or whatever but it's like yeah there's pictures out there of you that you didn't even no. And I oh, saw a yeah. reporter, um, I was looking at her feed yesterday. I'm like, oh, there's a picture of me with Keegan-Michael Key, like that she had tweeted out, but didn't tag me or whatever. I'm like, oh, so every now and then you'll see stuff about you out there. And you're like, wow, that's totally. weird. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. I'm always afraid to Google myself for exactly this reason, because yeah. <laughs> who knows what's out there, you know? Exactly. I figure, I guess the, the huge, huge stars must get to the point where they're like, you know what? they're not going to worry about it. Like there's going to be in billions of posts about Joe Biden or Leonardo DiCaprio or whatever, that they can't start worrying about every little thing. Right. Uh, uh, but, but Keegan Michael did say he, uh, he runs his own Instagram and I can DM him. So wow. we'll see. We'll see. Although, and then I said, so I can message you every morning. Like when I wake up, I said, no, no, let's take it slow. Like I don't need, let's, uh, let's <laughs> chill out for a minute. And I'm like, okay. So, so we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Um, and did you uh, like do other interviews for TIFF? Like, how does the, all the publicity work and all that? Yeah, it's uh, I've been doing a bunch actually, and that's sometimes a lot. I'm not used to all this press condensed into yeah a few days, but um, it's been it's been yeah it's been a lot, but also good getting to just talk about yeah, film yeah. and music and 
Well, that's what you get for, you know, connecting to a Marvel-related type <laughs> of thing. You're going to, now, if you Google yourself, if you, you know, you'd be, you'd probably show up everywhere. That's kind of fun. Oh, man. Are you going to be involved in, I guess, I mean, this movie must be going around to other film festivals. Do you, are you going to travel to those or get involved? I guess you got your own stuff now. Yeah, I mean, it just really depends on schedules. I mean, yeah. I'd love to support the film and the team and, yeah. and 90 and, um, you know, wishing her all the best and stuff. But, you know, yeah. if there's ever a cool trip to some cool yeah, festival, I'm always down to go. Exactly. You don't, need, has to work out. you don't need to go to the, the this festival in the middle of the nowhere. But everybody's like, oh, wait, <laughs> there's one in France. There's one in L.A. I might be able to come down. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Fans, yeah, the cool, yeah. cool cities, I'll, I'll come down. Why not? Exactly. All right. Well, you can send me as your ambassador to the other ones. It'd be like accepting the composing award on behalf. Is, uh, Done. Is Spark the Genius. Amazing. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to give your name like right after this. This is awesome. great. Because even at the award show yesterday, there were so many of people like, you know, here's a note I, I'm reading because they couldn't be here. So yeah. I, maybe that could be my career. That I could be the official, you know, uh, reading the note on behalf of people. Yeah, that's that's cool. I'm surprised that's not there. Yeah, why not? There. Why I isn't that a thing? I think you should start that, man. Like, All right. It sounds very this. promising. Excellent. Yeah. I love when I come up with a, you know, collaborating, coming up with an idea in an interview with creative it's, people. It we, you heard it here first, folks. This we is... have sparked the genius within <laughs> ourselves. Excellent. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, oh, I was going to say, like, if I have a, like a song I wrote with a few chords or something, maybe... Maybe we could collab sometime. You could be like, oh, yeah, I can put a little piano in there and make it like all fancy, fancy. I love that. Send right. it my way, man. I'm always looking for people to have music hangs with. So it's that's great. great. I used to record in the bathroom and in, in residence and university and for the echoes and stuff. And we'd have a little four ta tape and stuff. But now you could just record something, throw it on TikTok, throw it on Spotify, <laughs> see, see what happens. It's yeah, it's weird. The world we live in. It's never been easier to try or start making music, but yeah, that's yeah. also what makes it so exciting. It's accessible now. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's why I keep thinking. It's like, why don't I just take some of my old songs and just play thirty seconds of it a day on TikTok? Here's a mini sample of my love song or whatever, and just uh, just get it out there. Because yeah, when I was young, it's like, what am I going to do with this cassette tape? Like people would come to my res room or whatever, and then maybe that's it. But now there's no excuse. So no excuse. Get, get it out there, man. Out there. Exactly. I'm looking forward to hearing it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, and uh, yeah. Um, Everybody follow, are you on the gram? Should people follow you on social media? Follow me on the social media, the gram. Yeah, it's Kalaisen13, K-A-L-A-I-S-A-N-1-3. Oh, just like Taylor Swift13, isn't that her thing? <laughs> Is it? I well, think so. Yes, right? Taylor Swift and I are the same person. It's yeah, exactly. Aha, big twist ending Spoilers. to this interview. Yes, yeah, that's right. <laughs> awesome. All right, well, thanks so much. We'll talk to you later. Sounds good. Thanks, Josh.